Welcome to the Wolverine Digest podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler. I was going to start by saying go blue. Mr. Breiler, Mr. Breiler, Mr. Brown, we're back. So for those of you who are jumping in right now, we've... I don't know. I feel pretty good. We've kind of settled into like a Wednesday at seven. Yep. Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. That's going to be our off season schedule. Now, obviously if we want to jump on extra or we feel the need to, or there's big breaking news, we'll do that, whatever. But without a basketball season to report on without a football season to report on, obviously the spring game is this Saturday. That'll put a bow on football for a little while. We're going to cut it back to just one day a week and we'll get on here and voice our opinions and talk about whatever we need to. So for those, I think, I think we'll need now, to get, we'll yeah. need to get progress updates on the new, the new, have you told people about this new endeavor? You're, you're about to, you're about to step into kind of like a new life for you coming April 1st, right? This is going to be, there's going to be before <laughs> April 1st, Brandon, and then post April 1st, Brandon. And I don't know. Did the, should we tell the people so that we at least have some people out there holding you accountable? That's what I was just going to say. Damn it, dude. Accountability. Now, now, now I kind of have to do it for at least a little while. Accountability. I'm going to try real hard, everybody. If you've been, if you've been a fan of the show and you know, Chris and I, you know, some of our struggles that we both have, I'm going April 1st to May 1st, only water, all water. No fast food for the whole month. Now, for some of you out there, that might not seem like a big deal. You can suck it. It's a very big deal for me because I drink pop all the time. Fast food's like, I mean, I can go without it, but there, it's not very far up the road for me to go. And sometimes during the day, I just pop up there and grab something. I'm going to stop doing that. The damn convenience. Only water, only water for a month. As you can see, I'm trying to get a few... Uh, <laughs> Trying to get a few last, you know, it's like when a hair, like if a heroin addict knows they're like going on your bender. Yeah. You just go on a bender for a couple of days, but no, uh, I I just kind of want to see if, first of all, I just want to see if I can do it. I I just want to have some level of discipline I can hold myself to and see if I can stop drinking pop for a month. And it's like, you know, I mean, I'm coming, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on 40s door, dude. You're no spring chicken. Yeah, man. And my kid's young and, you know, there's there's part of it with that. And, like, just certain things now. We we talked about it, dude. Just, like, I start sweating, like, peeling an orange. Like, I can't do this anymore, bro. I need, I need something to – I need something to look forward to. And, you know, for a lot of people – like, I've got a good buddy who's, like, a personal trainer and he's a health nut. My wife's quite healthy. And, both, you know, everybody I've talked to is like, dude, you'll probably lose 10 pounds by just stopping pop. Like you don't yeah. have to do anything else. Like that stuff has got so much sugar. It's so bad for you. So we're going to see how that looks. So there you go. Chris put all my business out there in the street. Now I'm going to have to Had really to. do it. Now Had I'm going to have to really do it. And uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I got a day left. I'm going to probably buy like four, two liters tonight. I'll just hammer them <laughs> on the 31st. Just find you at a seven 11 passed out. Just passed out. dude. <laughs> up, huh? Cool. Well, see you later. Yeah, we'll see how that goes, man. But we'll, I, I got to try to do something. You know, it sucks, though. April 2nd, the spring game, be in the big house. Yeah. 
fountain diesel just flowing, I, and I'm listen, gonna have to stay away. But I think I feel like I'm a month ahead of you in my journey, right? I gave I gave up pop like a month ago, and I've been on strictly water. I do some propel every now and then, but okay. it's a big change, man. For the same reasons, you're right. We shouldn't be sweating peeling fruit, or you know, I don't know, existing. Go. Dropping ten pounds just from yeah, stopping pop. yeah, I mean, it's I, terrible. If it's I terrible. could get a little, we we actually have a treadmill in the basement now. We just got that recently, and like if I can step up onto that bad boy once in a while in conjunction with the no pop and no fast food, um, I'm not a coffee guy. I don't do it. I, I don't do coffee like ever. So he's I, a diesel. He's a he's a it's Mountain all pop. Dew. Yeah, it's it's Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew flowing through. If you oh. if you cut Brandon Brown open, Mountain Dew is going to come out a little bit. A little bit of that would come out. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed. Like, how many how many do I need to grab over here that are in arm's reach? Gee, Jesus, I'm gonna I feel run, like I'm, we should be playing the intervention music right now. I'm gonna my, run out of hands, my dude. That's God, all I, that's all I got is, over here. This is sad. That's all I got. There's another. I'll, I'll reach. Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> I'll just double fist and bang <laughs> down. I, I mean, it's a disgusting display down here, dude. So. Anyway, wow. There you go. Yeah, now I'm not a coffee guy and I I don't uh I like water. Like when I'm thirsty, thirsty, water. When Fish I diesel. eat food, pop, dude, and I I got to stop that. So, all right. There's my life change coming up in a couple of days. Um but back to the back to the the uh back to the pod, back to the live stream, back to the the issues at hand. We are going to be joined by Zach Zinner tonight. I'm super excited about it. He's obviously gotten a ton of praise since he's been at Michigan. He's been playing since he was a true freshman. Man, it's crazy. He's getting ready to go into his true junior season next fall. Like already, like he's a veteran now at this point. He's not one of the young linemen anymore. So really excited to talk talk to him about various things. Chris, real quick, give give a little bit of a preview of some of the stuff we're going to talk about because it's it's obviously football, spring ball, everything he's doing, but there's some other cool stuff too. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you get uh, hopefully we're going to get a pretty good insight into, you know, what it's like being somebody in his position. It's not just going to practice, it's not just being a student. I mean, they're doing a children's book and they're putting on camps in the summer. And it's like these guys are busy. And I, I, I really think it's just cool to see, you know, all of these doors that that the NIL stuff has opened up that I think otherwise wouldn't be there for the for these guys. So I'm excited to talk with them about it. I feel like every guy we've had on, you know, we've talked to probably what 17 or 18 different players at this point. They all have sort of a unique experience in what NIL has has meant to them and how it's affected them. And so I'm just as curious with a guy like that. Well, speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. We knew he was going to get in here as soon as possible. There he is. And how you guys doing? The man, the myth, the legend, Zach Zinner is here, fresh off of practice, right? That's what that's what you were getting out of. Yep, just got out at six thirty, came right nice. here. Nice. So there you go, and and barely made us wait. Man of the people, a stand up. <laughs> thanks so much for the time, man. Thanks for joining us. Really no, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Well, we're we're seeing it come out already. The the team blue versus team maze, and I think you announced earlier today your your team blue. Is that correct? I am. I am. On so, so are the rosters finalized now? Do you know how things are going to be? Or are you still kind of finding out? Is it piecemeal? Uh, they are finalized. So like we, we practiced some and split today, maize and blue okay. teams to get everything uh, 
down perfect for the game because our, our next practice will be the game on Saturday. So I've so. I've heard I've heard a few different things. What are the stakes? Because because I've heard hot dog and beans, <laughs> hot dogs and beans to the losers. Is that right? What what happens to the winner and the loser on uh, on yeah, Saturday? Yes. So, so the winner they're gonna get a chop house. You know, nice steak. You know, they, just nice steak. And then the losers. They just get unseasoned boiled hot dogs and beans. <laughs> I'm not joking either. I'm not joking. Boiled hot dogs, man. That takes yeah. me back. That's like all right. So we know we know that that kind of a tactic works for the linemen. Like, what do the skill guys care about a steak versus a hot dog? Like the big fellows, like they care. Like, what what's the what's the level of motivation like for everybody here with this thing? Dude, I th- I think the funniest part is some of the guys are like, you know what? I like a glizzy sometimes. And I'm just like, <laughs> that is the wrong mindset. I want that steak. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. I don't, I don't well, yeah, I don't, I don't trust the hot dogs. I, don't I mean, I, I, look, I can eat a hot dog. but if On a certain day, in a certain first, mood. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like right steak, hot dog. I mean, right. On the grill. That's about yeah. the only way I'll eat them off the grill. And they got to be charred through. So, so we know that you're, you're team blue. And, and since we're picking sides here, before we get into some of the interesting questions, I wanted to know, because there are some feuds out there. There's some there's some dividing lines, and I want to figure out where you stand on those as well. So we know you're Team Blue. Yeah. When it comes to Team Will and Team Rock, oh boy, where where do you stand? Where do you stand yeah. on Team Will, Team Rock? I don't know. Like I only I didn't watch it last. Like I only seen like some of the clips afterwards. But that was crazy. It crazy, was, right? Crazy. That was real. I, mean, I saw it live. I feel more sympathetic to Chris Rock. I feel like anytime you get slapped in front of that many people, that's got to be hard not to do anything. You know, how do you how do you not respond? You know, I know. I, I think he played it off well, though. I think he played it off well. You know, made a little bit of a joke out of it, but a true professional. That that I saw that when I woke up. I'm like, is this real? Like, is this real? Tr- right, trending it, all over Twitter. In a, yeah. in a, on a slightly related note, how many times are our dudes getting open handed slapped at practice? I know the big guys mix it up, dude. There's practice sometimes. I mean, there's there's sometimes there's a few scuffles at practice here and there, but it's honestly been we've had we've had a really good spring. You know, we've been getting along with the defense really well. You know, going back and forth a bunch. So we haven't had a ton, but there you know there's always a few here and there. It wouldn't. That's, it wouldn't be football. If it, it wouldn't was. be football without it. Exactly. You you yeah. like it to be nasty, everyone, and that kind of leads into the question that that I had here for you know actually talking football. So. I think last year, you know, we talked to a lot of the players leading into the season and the the constant theme was good energy. We just, there's a synergy inside of Shem Beckler and we feel it and it feels different. And, you know, before you guys had all the success, it was like, well, maybe that's lip service. We're not quite sure. And then it turns out, yeah. you know, what you guys built in that locker room clearly paid huge dividends. And so now that you're entering a new season, you've lost some of that big leadership, guys like Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo, Brad Hawkins on the defensive side of the ball. Do you still have that same feeling or vibe? Is it, is it a bit different going into this camp? Describe what the difference is between this year, last year. Yeah. You know, last year we had great leaders like Aiden and Stardust and all those guys. Um, and I think last year we were coming off that, that uh, COVID terrible season. So we had that chip on our shoulder. So I think the message that we've been trying to really get across is even though we had so much success last year, we still got to keep that chip on our shoulder because, you know, every game is going to be the other team's championship. Everyone wants, everyone wants to beat us this year. So we got to use that as motivation to keep working. And, you know, the, the vibe's been awesome. You know, same as last year, energy's high. Everyone's getting super excited for the spring game. You know, maize and, maize and blue chirping each other all throughout practice <laughs> and w- even watching film. 
so, you know, it's, it's been really good. It's been a great spring. Does it feel a little bit different to go from, I mean, maybe last year you don't go in feeling like you're the hunted, you know, you're kind of going after Ohio state. You're trying to climb that mountain. Do you guys feel that this year that, you know, this is our conference and and it's going to run through Ann Arbor, you know, whatever happens is going to come through us. Yeah, no, I think definitely, you know, we've got that mindset now, you know, no one really believed in us last year and uh, we always knew we could do it, but now that everyone knows we do it or we can do it, we got to keep that same standard that we created last year and keep uh, moving forward. I'm wondering from you, Zach, you have an interesting perspective because you played as a true freshman. It's crazy to think that you're getting geared up for your third year already. I feel like it is crazy. Like a, that is crazy. Yeah, like a recruit coming in not too long yeah. ago. Where's the, how do you see yourself as a leader? You mentioned a guy like Vistardis and you've got some other veteran guys on the O-line. Um, a, a very experienced transfer guy in Olu. I don't, you know, how that, how that dynamic works, but yourself personally, like how, how do you feel as a leader as you're getting ready for year number three? Yeah. You know, I, I'm feeling great, you know, trying to step up into that leadership role. I mean, I had great guys to look up to and follow last year, like the guys I mentioned. So, you know, really just kind of following their footstep, putting some, different aspects of how I like to lead into that as well. And uh, really just trying to help this team be successful this year. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about Sharon Moore because it seems like, you know, he's a guy who's been a part of coach Harbaugh's staff for a long time. Now he's kind of worked his way up through the ranks and he gets his hands on the offensive line and you see what the result is. And I'm just curious, can you, can you tell us a little bit, talk about what type of impact he's had on your development during your time at Michigan? Man, it's it's honestly been everything. The energy, the passion that he brings to meetings every single day in practice, like it really like it really brought the love for me, like for the game back that, uh, you know, after that tough season that we had, he came into the offensive line room and really, really changed perspective and who we wanted to be, what we wanted to do. And uh, he really changed things around for us. So I'm excited to see what he can do this year, being the OC and everything. I've heard we we've heard from multiple people now just how like how loved he is as a as a dude, as a coach, as a guy, as a man, what you know, whatever angle you want to come at it from. Does everybody really love him? Like every person loves Coach Moore. Like, how is that possible? When can he be that, that great? Dude, yeah, he can be. Everyone really does love him. He honestly is kind of like that coach that you always talk about. Like, you know, you want to be that like second father figure type guy, like. Like I, my parents couldn't fly in for Thanksgiving because it was right before the Ohio State game. All my my brother had games. Me, Hayes, and uh, we we both went over to his house for Thanksgiving. So I mean, like it's just like he bided us then. Like he really is just everything that everyone says he is. Yeah, that's awesome. So some of the big questions are on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you guys lose some people up front. You lose, you know, some people in the secondary. I think with the question marks that are there, people are curious. You're you're playing up front. Who's giving you the most problems up front? Like, what are you seeing out there for Michigan's defensive line? Who's really standing out to you? And you know, honestly, going into spring ball, I was a little worried about the defense, but they're they're a lot better and they're they're holding their own. Uh, but you know, I mean, Mozzie, he's always an animal. He's going to be do big things for us. But you know, Chris Jenkins, he's really had an outstanding spring. Uh, I mean, they call him the mutant in the in the weight room. He's just – he's a freak, honestly. And the, as fast he gets off the ball, it's hard to double-team him, gets into you quick, he's super strong. So I think he's as, – as the interior defensive line, he's had a, one hell of a spring for us. And in terms of – I mean, you guys have a lot of offensive weapons. 
you know, a lot of people look at the offense and of course they wanted, you know, firepower, throw it down and, and wanted excitement. But a lot of times in the games, you guys didn't have to do that. You could just literally turn around hand the ball off and have your way with whatever defense was in front of you. Is it the same mindset going into this year or with the guys that you have, have, have you noticed a bit of a difference to sort of open things up and spread things out a bit? You know, I, I always love to run the ball, you know, but, uh, <laughs> run the damn ball, right? That's the, the philosophy, ball, right? right? But, uh, I think we're going to comp complement each other well this year because uh, we know we can run the ball when we want to, and we have so many weapons out out in the out in perimeter. Cade, JJ, whoever can throw the ball extremely well. So I think we're going to be able to run. Once they start packing the box, we're going to be able to throw it over their heads. So I honestly think we're going to be, be able to complement each other really well this year. I, I We yeah, always – and then like, every – Oh, sorry, Chris, real quick. Every every line <laughs> I mean, always right. says that, right? Run the ball. <laughs> Run the ball. <laughs> like, why is that so much more fun? Like, I mean, it's for guy. Look, man, I was like a buck fifty in high school. I never touched offensive line. I don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about it. So for the people who have never played offensive line, why do you love that part of the game so much? I mean, it's it's the trenches. I mean, the game's one up front. So like when when it's third and short and you're they know you're gonna run the ball. It's you versus the guy in front of you, and whoever wins is going to succeed. So, I mean, like, just winning those little battles, you know, moving the defense lineman, you know, that one saying, like, from point A to point B against his will, like, it really does, like, actually make you feel good inside. You're like, yeah, just, I just, I just, I did that to that guy. He couldn't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, if I, I don't know, it'd probably be, <clears throat> I don't know what it's like to be 300 plus pounds and be able to just yeah. pull rush someone over. I get, I, I can imagine that would be pretty sweet. I like, you know, pushing my son around. He's two, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so Ohio state, obviously a big driving factor for you guys. We could see the graphics that were up in the weight room and, you know, what are you doing today to beat Ohio state? It seemed like last year the focus really changed and you guys spent a lot of time thinking about the Buckeyes during the offseason and what you were going to do to get to where you wanted to be. Has that also continued into this new season as well, where it's kind of like, look, we want to win every single game, but that game is the game that we train and plan and prepare for. Is there still that same sense? Definitely, yeah. I mean, you know, no one believed in us last year. We went out, we shocked the world. We did what we knew we could always could. And, you know, I think – I think now they're going to be in like the situation we've been in like for the past years, you know, where they want to beat us. We're going to their place this year. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a crazy environment. So, you know, we, we still have that same mentality that we're going to go down there and, you know, we're going to kick their ass in their place. Don't not matter. since, not since 2000, right? Brandon, if yeah. my math is correct. So the first, yeah. So the, that, that would be the first time bit. since two, right. I was, I was a sophomore in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. I had a much different body then than I have now. So a lot of times. I wasn't even born yet. I was born in 01. I was even born, dude. Man, that's crazy. Speaking of that, your background, you're from you're a New England kid. I wonder with the Ohio State-Michigan thing, you were recruited by a bunch of schools all over the country. You kind of get to learn a little bit about all of them through that process. And then you get to Michigan, like, I'm sure you knew about Ohio State, Michigan, but what did you really like? When did you know, no, like, holy cow, this is like another animal? I think, I think once I got here, like, I knew, like, I once I committed, like, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, big rivals and stuff. But I think once I got here, once I got in the building around the guys, like, and at that point we hadn't beaten them. So, I mean, mm -hmm. everyone's focus was we got to beat Ohio State no matter what. This is what happens. 
then freshman year the game gets canceled because of COVID or whatnot. And then it just upped the stakes even more because, you know, you see them on Twitter. Oh, we didn't want to play them and all that bullshit. So you know, <laughs> it, it really just upped the ante of like, yeah, we're going to take it to them this year. And when you were growing up, like what was the biggest rivalry that you followed as a kid? I mean, what was like anything, anything even remotely close to something like that? I mean, is it, is it Red Sox Yankees up there where you're from? Like what what would you compare it to? I don't even know. I mean, I guess Red Sox Yankees would be like the most like closest but like i didn't grow up my whole time in florida so like i was born in or i was born in florida okay like i only was in boston for like seven years before i came down here but like i would probably say like red sox yankees is probably like the closest thing to yeah. it but i still think our rivalry is stronger than theirs honestly Good question yeah well a lot stronger now after last year there's yeah, no question definitely. about that yeah. uh you've got so the thing is we we every time we have a player on, we talk a little bit about NIL and some of the cool opportunities that come up because of that. And I'm not sure. I mean, you seem like a busy guy. I was getting messages from your mom. She's like, Zach's doing this, you know, help us out, get this sent out. And then Zach's doing this other thing. And I'm like, damn, like this kid is all over the place. And so <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about some of the things you have going on. One of them is this big 10 champions camp in May 22nd, right? It's in LaGrange, Illinois. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about what that camp is and, and what people should know about it? Yeah, so I mean, it's a it's a big camp uh, from all ages, even from uh, middle school to high school. Uh, there's a bunch of us going down there, like me, Trevor Keegan will be there, JJ will be there. So there's there's a bunch of dudes going down there. We're gonna be around the kids, you know, coach them up, you know, really just have a good time. And um, I think it's gonna be good. And like uh, we're, we're getting we're looking for sponsors and stuff like that. So if uh, you want to sponsor, you could uh, like reach out to me or whoever. Uh, you Put your me. name on the donation, right? That's important because it's yes. my understanding that there's a competition here and who can who can yeah, raise who, the right bring okay. in the most money. Yeah, so right. <laughs> you want to reach out to me, or whatever. And then like, there's different levels of uh, sponsorships and whatnot. You know, you can get your name on the back of the jersey, or you can get it, the more you donate, you can get it on like big on the banner. You know, you get a picture with us. You get signed footballs depending on. So there's a, there's a whole layout you could do, but it's gonna it's gonna be really fun. Uh, we're gonna be down there the day before. We're gonna be at the camp all day. You know, just really hang out with the fans and uh, watch the kids compete, which is going to be really fun. Nice. So that's Sunday, May 22nd. I believe that's on a Sunday. That's correct. Yes. Um, and, and we had put something up on the Facebook page about that. We'll put something up in the SI article that we put up after this interview as well with the link so that people can find it there. The other thing you're doing, I, I guess you're a writer as well. I don't know. Did you draw the pictures? You have a children's book that's out and it's available. Yes. We put the link up and, and I, I know that a lot of people have gone there to at least check it out. What inspired that? How did this thing come about? Yeah. So, you know, I'm just scrolling through Instagram one day and I, I was checking my uh, DMs and this, this guy had reached out to me. He's like, I've done children's books in the past with the, with QBs before. And, you know, I really want to transition and do one with the offensive line. And I would be interested if you, Trevor and Ryan want to do one. And I was like, shoot. Yeah. I mean, why not have a kid's book? Right. There we <laughs> go. There's the picture of it right there. <laughs> So I mean, what yeah, I mean, what what are, what are they? What is what is the lesson in the book? I mean, what is it? What does it teach kids about what they need to know? So like it kind of it kind of starts with like like learning about like the background and some of the tradition about Michigan and football and kind of what it's all about, and then it goes into uh <clears throat> like how each of us chose Michigan and whatnot, and then it kind of transitioned into like some fun facts and like trivia type questions. So it's like a little fun. And then, like, it talks about, uh, like, us beating Ohio State's in there. 
and um uh like our hobbies we had about like a couple pages of like what each of us love to do and then um it kind of closes with like how we train uh like what we do all that kind of stuff to get us ready for the season so if you're a young kid and there's, you want to you want by the way there it is right there the you want to be an yeah. offensive lineman at the university of michigan this is probably a good book to start with right this definitely this should be book, your first probably. book right yeah definitely that's easy cool. read too. Easy read. I read it. No problems. <laughs> there you go. Even the lineman can read it, right? That's the tagline. Exactly. Well, I, I don't want to keep Zach too long. I know he's had, he's had the opportunity to promote some things. Brandon, if you've got some other questions, you can fire him away. We can take some I, questions, a couple quick questions from the, uh, from the crowd that's in here. I think that uh, the, this book thing is, super I've seen cool. a lot of like people saying like F Ohio state. There's a lot oh, of yeah. that. Oh yeah. Comments. There you go. Yeah. You're going to get that. This, this book thing, dude, like it came out of the blue. Like you, this wasn't something you were searching. It just like it fell. It kind of just kind of like lap, fell into but... our lap kind of yeah. a little bit. And like we kind of jumped off in the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think it's just been a really cool thing. You know what I mean? I being able to sell it. And like it's it, it's 20 bucks. Like we I was like negotiating. We were negotiating the price and stuff. And I was like, I want anyone to be able to buy it. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to yeah. be super expensive and all this other stuff. So. You know, we, we really emphasize, like, we're not, honestly, we're not making a ton of money off it, but I wanted it cheap enough where everyone could get the book without having to, like, do something crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just absolutely. Kind of so I, I do want to ask you that, though, because we, we've asked every player that we've had on in terms of NIL and, like, the impact it's had on you. Obviously, it makes things a little bit busier. What What's the, I mean, what's the biggest benefit? What's the biggest challenge when it comes to NIL for you as a student athlete? Um, you know, I think the benefit is like, I like, there's a lot that like could happen last year. I really like during the season, like I really didn't focus on it at all. Like I was locked in on the season, really didn't do anything this off season. Everyone started getting in into the game of it. And I'm like, I'm kind of behind the boat a little bit on this. So like, <laughs> I've been trying to get into it more now. So I think like my mom's been helping me out a lot. She, so like managing everything, like all the different podcasts and, all the different like deals I'm trying to get. And then you have the age NIL agents that are hitting you up and you got to figure out if you want to sign with one, if you want to, if it's exclusive, non-exclusive. So is it, is it confusing to you? Is it, it confusing? Is, it's a confusing, honestly, yeah. like at the beginning, I'm starting to understand it a little bit more, but it definitely is. There's a lot of rules, a lot of different stuff that has to go into it. That's pretty confusing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. As we found out on this side of it as well. But I think, I think the, the benefit is it seems like things are moving in the right direction and you guys Definitely. are, I mean, you, you really couldn't ask to be in a better market where, I mean, people love the Michigan Wolverines here. So it's a pretty damn good place to be if you're trying yeah. to capitalize on NIL and hopefully they, they open up the gates and let you guys do that. Yeah, All right. For sure. got Anything else coming in? couple questions we can throw out here I, I don't know how secretive you have to be about this i mean the spring game is in a few days now at this point yeah. but what do, what do you know about the four like how game like is it going to be this time yeah. from the facebook page like what what can they expect to see whether they're in person or watching on tv yeah i can definitely answer that so like it's going to be like a real game so like they split the coaching staff up they had a real draft so like everyone had to draft their teams and whatnot so it's going to be four quarters i think 12 minute quarters it will be running clock uh but it'll be like a normal game. The we'll coin flip, we'll do all the special teams, kickoff, kick return. The only thing we're not returning any balls, so it'll be, everything yeah. will be fair caught. But it'll everything else will be like a normal game. We'll have refs out there, everything. Yeah, that's awesome. So we know who the fun. 
we know who one starting quarterback is going to be. Can do we know who the other guy is going to be? Yeah, on so the other side, Cade, Cade is going to start for both teams, uh, okay. and do two drives for each team. And then the blue team, we got Alan Bowman, and then um, the Maze team, uh, Davis Warren will be the quarterback after the first. Right on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've heard some. I've heard Davis Warren has actually had a pretty good spring so he, far. He's he, he's got a, he's got a gun on him. So yeah, he's, he's yeah. Been having a really good spring. That quarterback room is uh, it's crowded. There's a lot of talent it, in there. But I mean, you guys crowded. have you seem to have like wide receiver skill possession skill position lineman. I mean, you guys seem to have you're loaded at a lot of the right positions, and so it just seems like it's a matter of putting it all together. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for the season. You know, I can't say everything. We're not going to show everything in the spring game, but. Just well, this is the perfect segue then. Joseph McClain, what are you most excited for? Why Why are you so – I mean, you can barely contain the yeah. smile when you say that. Why are you so excited? I mean, I don't know. Like, we've put so much work in this spring. Like, it, it's been a grind. Like, spring ball is always a grind. I think just to be able to, like – it's the spring game. You know what I mean? The final thing, we get to go out there. It's open to the fans, which I think is awesome. So, it's going to be a real game-like because last year it was just, it was just our parents. So, uh you know, hopefully we have a good crowd there. It'll be televised, you know, just be able to go out there, play the game we love, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right, going back a couple years now, Zach, see if you can rewind the clock a little bit. Why Michigan? I was looking through your recruiting profile, man. You had Notre Dame. You had Auburn. You had Ohio State. You, I mean, yeah. you got to win a lot of places. You had almost, I mean, maybe 30-plus offers somewhere in that ballpark. Why Michigan? Yeah. Um, You know, honestly, I did. I visited everywhere, and, you know, had a lot of great choices, but when it came down to it, I honestly just got a little like a vibe from uh, like the school, you know, the players. I mean, the offensive line room alone. I mean, we're like this close, like we do everything together. I love those guys. So I think honestly, like the brotherhood that we have and like it has the best academics, the best football. I mean, there really wasn't any better choice for me. That's great. All right. And then, this is something that's come up a lot, the schedule. I mean, you guys don't write it, but it, it, yeah. it's favorable, man. You got a lot of home games. You start out staying at home for quite a few. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned Ohio State on the road. That's always the biggest one no matter where it's at. But how big of a deal is that? You've got eight home games. You feel pretty good about playing at the big house, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, I love playing at the big house. You know, it brings our fans in more. You know what I mean? It gives, gives the uh, season ticket holders more time to, like, come to the games, hang out. I think I think it's a, a win in every which way, honestly. I mean, why not play at home? You don't gotta travel, you don't gotta you don't gotta do all that stuff. So I think I think it's awesome. I have a question about that. You've obviously played a lot of games in, in your young career there. What what has been for you the top game experience, whether it was on the road, in the big house? What one stands out to you where it's like I'll never forget that moment for the rest of my life? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely gotta be beating Ohio State yeah, and everyone rushing the field. I mean that's a moment that I'll never forget. Like we went out there for victory. Everyone's going crazy. You know, they're about to rush the field. Like, I don't know that that's by far the best, like the environment. As I was asking the question. I'm like, why the hell am I asking yeah, this question? I, like, I know what it is. That's a salt. That's a meatball right there. Yeah, but I, I think maybe the second best one is <laughs> there we the go. Second, the second best was by far Nebraska. Ooh, I, I heard that. That, that yeah. was like the big house was loud, but I couldn't hear it anything in nebraska wow what was it acdc they were doing yeah they play the thunderstruck going from the third to the fourth quarter like they do a light yeah. show with fire and everything <laughs> is so, like, that is that the type that of thing like unreal. 
Michigan really doesn't, I don't know if Michigan does anything quite like that. I mean, is that something that you guys want to see come to the big house where there's a production sort of like that? Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I'm not sure. Like I've been seeing something on Twitter. They're like replacing the jumbotrons or something, yeah. like, which I hope they like change the lights into like LEDs or somewhere. We can get the lights flashing and stuff. So, I mean, it really just, you know, gets everyone hype in the stadium going from third to fourth quarter, like whatever song they decide to play or whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, I do hope they do something like that. Cause I think, I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. I don't, I don't want to get you into trouble with this, Zach. I don't, know how this works it's always a weird thing with recruiting and i know you've got a yeah. little brother who's not signed yet and he yeah but if you can I, I don't you probably know the rules better than me a fan wants to know little bro going to notre dame how much can you say i mean if you can't tell me well you know we'll honestly like i kind of wanted to stay out of his recruitment a little bit you know because yeah. i went through the whole thing got to choose where i loved where i wanted to go so i was like bro like i would love for you to come to michigan but i want you to go where you feel the best at. Cause that's where I, I didn't want him to come to Michigan just cause I'm here, honestly. Right. Sure. And uh, you know, he just fell in love with Notre Dame and Notre Dame's a great school. I'm going to give him that. I mean, they were my, they were my second choice, I but was uh, say that. yeah, so I mean, I'm happy for him. Uh, I love that he's going there. You know, he says he loves the coaches and everything. So, you know, I'm happy that he's not, he's not officially signed, but he, he loves it there. So I'm happy for him, honestly. There you go. And you know, there we don't go. we don't play each other for like 30 yeah. years or something. So like we don't <laughs> gotta worry about that. Yeah, Notre we're, Dame backed out of the rivalry, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, per, <laughs> I mean per, bragging rights until you guys are you know getting into getting up to an age like Chris and I, right? Yeah. There you go. There Next you time go. That rolls around. Well, Zach. I, I think I'm done, Chris. Are you done? I mean, I could I think we're good, man. We, I mean, no. we yeah, we could, but you know, the guy's got he's got Clearly, he's a busy guy. You got a spring game coming up. You probably got some, you know, some work to do. I, we'll let him go. Let's cut him he's loose. Right, he's writing books, man. He's doing. <laughs> he's he's authoring books. I was, like, I was joking, guy. I'm like, I'm gonna add to my resume, best-selling author, just to throw that <laughs> in. There, <laughs> you there you go. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. not? Why not? Just all these feathers, yeah. Zach Center, big number sixty-five. Zach, actually, oh, this was funny. I don't even know if you you may or may not remember this. We get our haircut at the same place, man. You were sitting on my coat. Actually, and I was like, "Hey, I do remember man. that." Actually, I do remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Uh, I think it was like two days before the bowl game. Maybe you were probably getting lined up for the trip. Yeah, I was. I do remember that exact thing. Yeah, you guys just really going to talk about haircuts right in front yeah, of me? Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. do that. Uh, Follically challenged. Hey, that's why I got the hat on. My hair is super long right now. I'm getting the haircut on Friday before the game. That's why I got the hat there you on. Go. So shout out to off the top, man. That's a great spot. Off over the there, top, great man. spot. Awesome. Zach, thanks so much for the time, dude. Good yeah, luck. Right on, Thank man. You for having Happy me health, on. man. Have a great season Thank this you. year, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, take All care. Right, take care. All right, dude. That was – you got to love linemen, man. They're the personality of the whole team, right? That's – I mean, like, I've been covering the – I've been covering Michigan now for – dude, this is like ninth year, I think, coming up on a decade. And the linemen – the linemen are always the funny guys, man. That's how it always works. Linemen always have – the personalities and the funny stuff to say. And, you know, that was, that was really good. That was really good. And then Zach Zinner is going to be one of the most uh, important pieces of that offensive line. No question about it. Moving forward. I mean, I know Josh Gaddis isn't at Michigan anymore, but he kind of had the famous line. Zach Zinner is the best player on our team. Like regardless of position, he said he was the best football player on that team. I kind of, I kind of wanted to ask about that, but it's always kind of a weird thing when that coach isn't there anymore. And it's like, eh, whatever, but Dude, I mean, he's been playing since he was a true freshman. Um, he's he's 
he's going to be, you know, one of, oh, dude, are we getting sex spam again? Chris? Maria. Quit. What is it? Why is it through me? Why is it through the Facebook site? Quit inviting these people to the Facebook page. I can't dude. help it. I see there's there's a hot lady that says she's interested in sports. Who am I to turn her away? I know, dude. Maria Susan. That's please come on, come join the group. I'll teach you about sports <laughs> as much as I possibly can. Maria Susan bounced out of the comments now. All right. Okay. Um. <clears throat> okay, you said. You said you had a question for, or I said I had a question for you, and then you immediately said, I got well, a question for you too. That question's already been answered by Zach Zinner. Because what I was going to ask you is with J.J. McCarthy, you know, on ice, who's the quarterback that starts oh. opposite of Cade McNamara? Because okay. I think that would tell us a lot about how this race shakes out. And I, if I remember correct, correctly, Zinner mentioned Bowman second as somebody. That, so... Cade's going to do both sides, right? And then he had yeah. mentioned something about Bowman coming in, and then uh, Davis Warren is it? So, so essentially, everybody remembers this. If you've got younger cousins, or you're the big strapping yeah. brute of the playground, you're all-time quarterback. Play quarterback for both teams. Make it fair. A role I frequently held. That's right. I know what that. I know what that's of like. Of course. So you've got Cade McNamara playing all-time quarterback for a couple of series. Then you've got Davis Warren quarterbacking. Uh, I believe he said the Mays team and Alan Bowman quarterbacking the blue team. So we'll probably get a good view of both of those guys. I wonder how much we'll see the freshman Jaden Denegal and Alex Orgy are also both enrolled yeah. and been going through spring ball. So I would, I would assume we'll see a little bit of them. And we're going to get, uh, you know, we're going to get a game with some high stakes. Yeah. Yeah. High stakes, literally. Oh, there you go. Oh. Anyway, so I can still ask my question. I can still ask my question. All right. So, Appreciate he mentioned it. I don't think I don't know if they actually they don't draft with the players there because that would make some players feel like shit. Let's be honest. The last player taken in the draft is like, cool. Why am I even here? Appreciate it, coaches. Again, I wouldn't know what that's like. Right. If you had the first overall pick in this Michigan spring football draft, where do you go? Any position? It's wide open. You're picking your team. Who's the first guy off the board? Is, okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Is it is it given current circumstances? Do yes. I have to work with so, current circumstances? Okay, and K is, uh, is it Cade? Is it Cade for you? I mean, that's let me that's think. probably what it comes down to. Is it Cade or the field? I, I uh, shit, Cade. It's tough. Yeah. Is it Cade? Yeah. It's to me. It's it's a toss up between a Cade and like a Blake Corum. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I start, but, but I don't know, man. Like you got to have, you got to have a dude that's got experience back there and that can move the ball and Cade's, you know, you might not like the way it looks, but he's proven he can do it. So I was actually thinking if we, if we put our heads together, we come on, maybe we, maybe we do come back on Friday, the day before the spring game and we do a draft. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. And, and, and we'll, we'll figure out, you know, how does it shake out? Maybe it's uh you know, I don't know if we do the start. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We will put together a formula, and we will be back on Friday evening, one day ahead of the spring game, to draft our maize and blue rosters and uh, see where we you go. You know what? That's an interesting question presented by Callie. So if Cade gets to play both sides, is ah. he getting steak and hot dogs? What What is the sitch there? Cade gets steak no matter what. That's BS. Within, within That's BS. Well, either that or he gets hot dogs no matter what. 
Um, Darren, yes, the press, they are treating this as a normal game, which they have not done in the past. Even when there was, you know, pre COVID when they would hold a spring game, you know, I had to be down in the, in the stands with the rest of you peasants. I couldn't handle it, dude. I'm like, get me, where, where's my, where's my waiter? You where's get skin, you get skin burned down there with all that wind. I mean, I'm like, what is this sunshine? What is happening? No, I'm kidding. Why is there no chocolate chip cookie in my, in front of me? <laughs> Why isn't there a cookie in my mouth right now? But no, it was, uh, it always used to be very unlike a game. Like the way it looked out on the field wasn't like a game. They didn't, they didn't do press stuff like, like, like they do for a game. And apparently they're, they're changing all that this time. So that's awesome. I mean, like. We're going to be able to shoot some photos. We're going to be down on the field a little bit. We'll be up in the box again, probably Coke flowing like the salmon of Capistrana. And I'm not going to be able to. Uh, no, no, you can't. You can't drink cola. No, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be flowing and I'm going to have to be sitting there just watching. Oh, it. okay. It's going to be torture. <laughs> yeah. this, this is going to be, uh, oh man, you're going to have access to fountain diesel. And have to say no. I don't know that you'll be able to do it. Chris is gonna like kick in a closet. I'm gonna be in there like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my lens pointed up. Those will be the photos I'm taking. What's oh, in the cup? Good God, it's gonna be awful, dude. It's gonna be awful. That's not a bad idea from Darren right there. Bring a little uh little swag to sell, a little swag. You know there. what? I wish I had extras. The good news is that every time I put something out, it sells out. I, but I promise you, there is a company, Ann Arbor, working in Ann Arbor, working on the web store as we speak. As it is happening we... soon. It is coming. Meredith, no, I don't observe Lent. I'm just doing this because I'm sick of sweating when I go up and down the stairs. And he just I'm... doesn't want to be like gross t-shirt dad at the beach this summer. Correct. You Correct. know? And honestly... Sweating. I just saw this today. I'm going to take it as a sign. I don't know the guy, but I followed him on Twitter for a long time. His name is also Brandon. I can't remember his last name. It's like Marcelino or Marcelino or something. He works for 24-7. He weighed like 325 bills, and he put up a picture today of himself a year apart. He lost like 160 pounds. And I'm, that's un, that is un, I'm not trying to go for anything that extreme. I typically tip the scales at about 210. And honestly, I'm not even really worried about the number. I don't really care what what it says. I want to not <laughs> I want to not be out of breath so fast. I'd like to be able to play a competitive game of basketball again in my life if I could. I don't know if I could do that right now. I told you a story about how like 5 or 6 years ago, I went to the Sleeping Bear Dunes and I thought I was going to have to be airlifted off the mountain. <laughs> I was like I'm going to die up here in the sand. And become a fossil of the sleeping bear dunes. And like this was before my son just, was born. Just you just fossilized that. with like a big gulp in your head. <laughs> just frozen like this was clearly Brandon Brown. I like a like a like a Pompeii victim dude up there just <laughs> torched in the natural suns and sands of northern Michigan. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it, dude. I the had only to... thing better would be if Tim Allen were describing it. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he told the he's doing the documentary. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, I don't remember what we were talking about, but look at right there. I have Tim Allen's name written on this notebook paper. Wow. I don't remember. What, I don't remember what that was for, but anyways, yeah. I mean, the the dunes are no joke. Like, but I I no. saw like fifty five year old women coming down like 
pansy. Like as I was trying to go <laughs> up, I'm like, this is awful. And now I've got a son, dude. And like, uh, I can imagine we're going to go to the dunes some days with my little guy. And he's going to be like, dad, what's wrong with you? And I'm going to be like, I suck. And you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to no. be that guy. And I'm telling you, the the years just tick by so damn fast that if, if we don't take care of it now, Brandon, uh-huh. we're going to be having the same conversation 10 years from now, but a lot fatter. Meredith remembered. I took a note that I was going to make drops of Tim. Damn Allen. it. That's right. I, that's I need right. to write grunts. Just Please. just his name wasn't enough. Tim Allen grunt drops. There we go. That's what Thank it was. You, Meredith. Meredith. Thank you, Meredith. Meredith, coming through in the clutch. That's what that's about. Yes, I was going to make sound bites of Tim Allen grunting from Home Improvement. That's correct. All right. Good God, we just lost it again for a minute there, didn't we? Should we get him on? Should we get him on to talk? Do you Dude, think if we could get Tim Allen on the pod, I... Let me ask you a question. It, given where he's at now, at this eight stage in his career, is it hard to get Tim Allen on a pod? Doesn't he still have a show? Isn't he doing last man standing or is that really old? I think no, no, I think that I got that got shut down. Like in 2009, it probably shut that shit down. I'll reach out to Tim Allen's people. Why not? I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him on. We're gonna get him on. Book it. Tim Allen or Bob Seeger, one of the two. We're gonna wrap up quickly with some basketball just to kind of put a bow on the season. Obviously, they uh, they fell to Villanova. It really kind of sucked because it felt like a winnable game. Michigan missed a ton of bunnies, a ton of layups, seven free throws. Before that game, last Wednesday, Chris and I made some predictions, and we didn't do real hot. And if we, we had done a little bit better, maybe they would have done a little bit better and might have been able to pull off the win. But we each hit one. So I'm going to start with what we did well on. We won't spend a lot of time on that. And then we'll we'll look back at what we missed on and kind of break down maybe, you know, how big of a deal was it that those things didn't happen? Yeah. Why they ended up losing it. What they lose by, was it 12, 8? So it wasn't like a lot, but they blew it at the end. Eight. I think it lost by eight. 63-55. Is that if that's wrong, somebody will let me know, I'm sure. But they missed the seven free throws. They missed a ton of layups. Felt like a winnable game. But anyway, here we go. So, Chris, you were dead on. Dead on about Eli Brooks hitting clutch three-pointers in the second half. You said he would hit two. He actually hit three. Yeah. Not surprising from from the senior. The super no, senior. No, and I remember I was texting you as it was happening. There's I was like, one. there's one, there's yeah, two. Yeah. You know, and it felt like when Brooks gets hot like that, it feels like Michigan's going to start to play well. And so, you know, started to get a little bit of confidence there. But I think that might have been the only thing, right, that that actually came to fruition. Yeah, for you, you went one. Did, did Hunter? Did Hunter go the the double double? Right. Hunter had fifteen and fifteen, so I was correct okay. on the double double. That was the only one that I got right. And and look, like that was going in again. Oh, Hunter Dickinson has a six inch size advantage. They're going to be able to feed him the ball, and like sometimes they did, but we saw those same those same issues kind of come up yeah. that we saw all year. Like, do you not know how to do an entry pass to your seven foot all American? Like, why? Is he not getting the ball every time down the court at least once? Get him a touch. Let him kick it out. Let him draw the double. Let him cross court, whatever. Skip past it. Find an open shooter. It just, I don't know, it looked a little disjointed. But even Hunter missed some easy ones at the rim. And and, and Musa missed some easy ones at the rim. And other guys were, you know, missing layups and shots that they could typically make. Let's talk about Musa. You thought he might go off for the double-double. Springy, 6'11", athletic. He's going to have a side size advantage as well. He really came up short. He only had seven points and six rebounds. Not his best night. Yeah, not his best night. And and you're right. I feel 
the the shitty part about it is when you go back and look at the numbers, I think statistically speaking from a shooting standpoint, I don't remember what the percentages were, but in terms of like layups and shots inside of a certain range, that was the worst that Michigan had shot, not just this season, but like in years. And it just happened to happen on that night. And so, yeah, I don't know how you get over it. How do you, how do you fix missing layups? You know, how do you fix that shit? Sometimes if anybody, you know, if you've played basketball, anybody who's played it, you know that sometimes you just, it's just one of those nights where you can't get one to go in and it, it sucks when it happens. But again, that program wasn't supposed to be there. And, you know, they rallied towards the end of the season. They made a deep tournament run and that Michigan basketball program is still the class in the state. It's the class of the classic program in the big 10. Yeah. It so, was actually, uh, Zach Shaw had the, had the comment. I'll read it out loud. Formerly was, yeah. co-worker of mine at the radio station. We used to work at Zach's really, he's really, really good at digging up these numbers and finding stuff out like this. And I don't know if it was his own, his own research, but he was the one who tweeted it. He's after Michigan lost. It was Michigan's worst two point field goal percentage, 34.9 since February 4th of 2022. Michigan had played 70 games between those two performances. So like yeah. literally like two, two plus seasons worth of basketball. And, and you get that kind of evening and you, you can't win. You can't win like that. And that sucks because like I said, game. It's not up to us, obviously. They they can do whatever they want. But based on what you saw this season, I mean, who do you think? I mean, Hunter's going to be a question, right? Who who are these guys that you think should come back, and who are you think are the certain gone? Like, I, I think Caleb Houston should be back. I think I think Hunter Dickinson should come back. I don't think he will, but I think he should. I mean, what, what are you going to leave and not get drafted? Like, that's a very real possibility for these guys. I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, or you go play, or you go play overseas, or you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've said this before. You only need one team to like you, but like, they're not, they're not on any draft boards. I feel like if if Hunter came back to improve his draft stock, I don't know how much his draft stock improved. I, I would say maybe his draft stock was higher last year, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it seem like there's as much Hunter hype this year as there was last year. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how. You know, Juwan and the staff manage the roster. They've got a was a three man class right now coming in, and guys that you know felt like might be ones and duns in Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate, who don't look anywhere near ready for the NBA. Nope. And then a guy like Hunter Dickinson, who came back to try to be like, oh, you know, you watch me dominate as a freshman in the post. Let me show you how I can step out and shoot. And he did a little bit of that, but I, I didn't get like dominant big man vibes from him for most of the mm-hmm. season. And 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 the style of player that he is just isn't thriving in today's NBA. Right. He's not a plus. That's what, we, we talked about this. He's he going to be down, but he'll be down on the block with Joel Embiid. And, and how's that going to go? You know, good night. Right. <laughs> have, have a good one. We'll see you next week. I mean, let's, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what those guys decide to do. Obviously those are the talk, the talks that they're having with, you know, the people that are involved in their, their agency with coach Howard, with, I mean, Howard Isley's got an extensive NBA background. Like they've got some good people in their corner, but it's, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see what happens with those guys. I also thought that, um, well, I was close. I thought Eli would score 20. I thought Eli was just like, look, uh, this is my last, my last hurrah. Uh, I'm going to go out blazing and, and, and kind of carry this team whenever Hunter is not, he scored 14. He had a good game. He knocked down the three threes in the second half, but he didn't get to that 20 spot. And then dude, I, 
I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm wrong for getting it wrong or if Coach Howard is wrong for not putting him on the floor. I thought Kobe Bufkin might knock down a shot or two. He didn't play. Didn't get a minute of playing time. Didn't even see the floor. I think there's a lot of people out there that are curious about why that is because he looks at times like somebody that can help them with his length, with his athleticism, with his outside shooting, yeah, and he yeah. didn't even play. And then your last one was that Frankie Collins would have a big like momentum steal in the second half, and he didn't have any steals in the game. Nothing. So, yeah, I, it just wasn't Michigan's night. Like you said, I mean, anybody who's played basketball has had those days where you're like, I can't hit the broad side of the barn today. And it sucks that it happened for Michigan in the Sweet 16 because they only lost by eight, and that was a winnable game where they they seemingly had some some favorable matchups. But that's Villanova, though, man. They're really freaking good. They're well-coached. They don't beat themselves. So if you're going to have an off night against Villanova, you're going to lose. That uh, they, just, they just don't lose those games. So unfortunate, but that's the way it played out. Quick shout-out to the women's basketball program. Made it yeah. to the NBA. Scrapped and clawed and hung in there against Louisville, but couldn't quite get it done. They lost a close one as well. Nas Hillman, you know, arguably the best player to ever play at Michigan in the women's program. Saw Danielle Rouch talking about her after the game. That was pretty cool, Chris. I don't know if you saw that clip. I did see it, yeah. No, she's breaking down in tears. Didn't know if she was ever going to play. And she said, like, how amazing is the run I just had? I get to play with the best player who ever played at Michigan, Nas. And she's also my best friend. And it was just... I tweeted it. I'm like, it's real freaking dusty in here. Pretty dusty. <laughs> you know, anybody who's ever played sports knows that feeling of like you're done playing sports. Yeah. And like that's that's a that's a tough pill to swallow when you're at that. I mean, you know, you or I have never been close to that kind of level where you're playing in an elite eight in the NCAA tournament. No. You only imagine. Overrun with emotions, but it was a it's been a great year for Michigan sports, man. I was gonna say I've seen people asking, you know, let you know talk about the hockey team. And you know what? I would talk about the hockey team, but I will be completely honest. I don't know shit about hockey. Like I I just I don't I don't know anything about here's the deal. Neither do I, but someone who does is Michael Spath, and he's going to have an intensive breakdown on the hockey team for us. Ooh, on the um, that was... He's getting ready to go on vacation, and so he was going to try to squeeze it in before he left. You know, whether you like Mike or not, I know he's been a little polarizing, probably not as much as me. But Mike's had Mike's had some haters, and he's had some fans. He covers and knows hockey, Michigan hockey, better than anybody at, there is. I mean, he he personally got to go sit down and spend tons and tons of time with Red Berenson when he was still there. He now knows Mel Pearson extremely well. Used to have him on the radio show all the time. I got to know and talk to Mel pretty well as also, and he's he's awesome. He's just a funny, good dude, and obviously a really good coach. And so, yeah, we've got a little time to figure that out, and Mike is supposed to be helping us out with that. So appreciate that when and if he does. If he doesn't, look, I told him I'm not paying him. I'm like, I'll buy you lunch, dude. I'm not going to pay you. Come on. Like, <laughs> I'm going to pay you for your work. He actually wanted me to come and speak to his class about the portal transfer portal and some other stuff that we cover a little more. There you go. Hopefully. And, he, and then he was like, oh, you're off the hook. We had some presentations to do. We didn't get them finished, so you don't have to do it. And I'm like, all right, how much were you going to pay me for that? He's like, yeah, all right, good point. So, <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I told Mike to kind of do whatever he wants with it. Like, you know, he's been following hockey a lot closer than I have been. Yeah. He, knows, he knows the ins and outs, so I know whatever he puts together will be very, very solid. So we'll, we'll have that as soon as possible. So there you go. Kind of running the gamut a little bit there. Um, Zach Zinner. How about it, man? Go back again. If you didn't see that, uh, 
that website where you can grab that book, put a little money in the Michigan Michigan student athletes' pockets, and I'm sure it's a pretty cool book in the first place. Yeah, right? help the big fellas out, man. Right. They got to eat. They got to eat. You have to eat a lot. So there you go. Shopexit56.com where you can pick up that book. Um, I don't know, Chris, do you want to give any little bit more of information about that camp? I think it's kind of cool. I know yeah. that touched on it, but our, our involvement in that. Deal. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be a sponsor for it. We're going to be out there. We're going to be shooting it. And so it's, you know, I know that there's, I know that there's people from the area that are going out there, driving out from the state of Michigan to be a part of it as well. So yeah, we'll be out there having fun. It sounds like it's going to be a really cool event. And again, like if you can get your kid out there to participate in it and, and get a chance to hang out with JJ and Zach Zinner and some of those guys, why not do it? May 22nd. So you got plenty of time, a little, a little less than two months away. It's actually my mom's birthday. I'll have to get her a nice present since I'm going to be chopping it up MIA. on the football field. But anyway, it should be a really cool event. I missed the camp scene, man. I missed it's in Lagrange in uh, Lagrange, Illinois. I don't know. Do you know the the venue, Chris? Exactly where? Ah, it uh, it's like Max something. It's just it's not too far outside of the city. Oh, we'll, I know we'll, exactly where it is. I've been there. Yeah, we'll put up the uh, we'll put up the information in the article after the pod. Yep, we'll definitely do that. But that's that's pretty sweet. Looking forward to covering that again. I, as a former recruiting guy, man, the camps used to be all day, every day for me on the weekends and. I don't get to go very much anymore, so looking forward to that. So thank you, everybody, for listening to us tonight on a Wednesday. Again, we're going to come back on a Friday. We're going to do a draft. We're going to do a maze team versus a blue team draft one day ahead of the spring football game, and then we will be out at the spring football game doing it big, just like a regular game pretty much. I'm looking forward to that, right? So there you go. Can't wait. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, tune in again on, at seven o'clock on Friday night, and then we'll we'll all get geared up for the spring game on Saturday, and we'll bring you some good coverage from that bad boy. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk soon.